Hey, I'm Sherry Anderson, principal at Lewisburg Elementary School, and you are listening to my favorite podcast, OV Pod. Evening, Cash. Evening, Zach. How you doing, brother? Man, I wish I could say a lot better, but it's just been a heavy week yourself. Um, heavy is a good word. I know we talked before air and this, uh, this intro is not going to be our, our typical for sure. No, it's not going to be the brightest thing. And it was oddly enough, like we, we text throughout the week a lot. I didn't want to tell you what mine was going to be just because it was so heavy and there was no point of getting you down so early in the week. I don't know him personally. But he was one of my dad's best friends and college teammates down at the University of Texas. And I actually got to go travel and see him wrestle. And my brother actually started a You Suck chant at a WWE event. For anyone who's a Texas fan knows Steve Mongo McMichael just got diagnosed with ALS. It's been devastating. But one of the positive things that can come out of something like this is I've heard my dad tell a lot of stories, joke, reminisce, be a little bit more lighthearted. And it was one of those things that made me just be grateful that I have such a good, close relationship with my father and be able to let him tell these stories and reminisce. And he's even been able to talk to him a little bit, try to help somebody with something as devastating as ALS can be. You know, you mentioned we didn't know this, but a member of my church, she has been diagnosed with rapid onset ALS and is struggling and has children and is very involved. And it's it's been crushing blow to a lot of folks at church and the community uh, that we go to in Hernando. And, and it, you know, it just goes to show you it doesn't matter who you are. No, I mean, you could be somebody who was once on top of the world. Or just somebody living life. These are things that can happen to you. Yeah, it's just um, you add in that uh, a friend of mine, um, a guy we used to coach. A former teammate of mine. Has a child that's three years old and had to go into surgery to remove a mass that's cancerous as well as loss of kidney. And that was heavy on the heart this week. And it's just, it, it's, it's been a tough one. And I can honestly say that, you know, it's been one of those deals where I've prayed a lot this week and um, I've reached out to say that, you know, if there's something I can do or be there for somebody. And I think a lot of other people have as well. It pulls at your heartstrings. And so, uh, and like I say now, is we are praying for everyone involved in this and that hope that uh, we can provide some kind of comfort in any way, shape, perform let us know yeah and just continue to take care of those that you love because you can hear it a thousand times but you just never know when you might lose somebody or you never know when your last goodbye with somebody is so just take every moment you have with somebody and cherish it and another coincidence is is that before this even came about you and i talked about wanting to add a special segment to our show a nice positive way to start everybody's week and it was supposed to start last week believe it or not we decided to hold off because of time last week and i'm kind of happy we did because Considering how heavy this is, getting to hear something positive is going to be refreshing. Starting this week, we are going to add a motivational message or an inspiring story, something of that nature at the beginning of every show, so that you can start off your week with a positive note or something to look forward to or something to reference for your week. And we hope you enjoy this. This is a famous poem that is being recited by the legendary coach Bear Bryant that he carried with him all the way into the end of his life. And I think you'll really enjoy his message. And so we're going to go to that now. This is the beginning of a new day. God has given me this day to use as I will. I can waste it or I can use it for good. What I do today is very important because I'm exchanging a day of my life for it. When tomorrow comes, this day will be gone forever leaving something in its place, I have traded for it. 
I want it to be gain, not loss, good, not evil, success, not failure, in order that I shall not forget the price I paid for it. With the temperatures rising, so is the housing market, and it is a seller's dream right now. And if you want to be able to make that dream a reality, Team Couch has over 64 years of combined real estate experience with over 25,000 closings, and this is just since 2009. Now, I can give you all the numbers in the world, but what matters here in this area is knowing the person and knowing the fact that you can trust them. And Zach, you know him better than just about anybody. As I've said before, I've known Brian since I was a much younger man in high school. He is a fantastic realtor. Basically, his entire team is fantastic. They give you a personal touch. They go the extra mile to make sure that you're going to get top dollar for your sale. Or if you're in the market to buy one, he has that name, that notoriety that people know that if you're working with him, it means business and you're going to get the best situation out of it. So don't waste any time. I'm telling you now, if you're in this market and you you need a top-notch realtor, there's no one better. And that is Team Couch or Birch Realty. Call them today. That's at 662-449-1700. Or you can visit them at teamcouch.com. And don't forget to ask them about the free market analysis. Even if you're not trying to sell, what's the harm in figuring out how much your house is worth? All right, now we're going to our announcements. COVID-19 didn't give us many positive things, but it looks like we got something nice out of it, and that is House Bill 1135. You're right, Cash. Told Tater Todd, as I call him sometimes. <laughs> Governor Tate Reeves signed House Bill 1135, which will allow home delivery of beer, liquor, wine, and or spirits. This is going to take effect on July 1st of this year, and that's right before the big holiday. Yeah, I like that. You know, you could be running a little low on beer or somebody comes over late. Hey, let me just go ahead and get this delivery system up and running. It'll be interesting to see how this goes, but I do hope that it will reduce drunk driving incidences in the future. Do you need a new job or really a career that is? Then I suggest you check out Michael Hatcher and Associates right now. They are hiring in so many different fields and positions. It would be a mistake to miss the opportunity. I know for a fact they currently are needing account managers, an estimator, project managers, as well as we've discussed foremans, irrigation techs, mechanics, and most of these jobs start somewhere between $14, $15 an hour all the way up to $20-something an hour. There's a lot of opportunities here, and this one you do not want to miss. One of the biggest things about them is you're going to be able to grow with this company. And we truly mean they treat you like family. You got to go out there and experience a fantastic event he put on last weekend. There was a cash money machine? There was a cash machine, food for all the employees. They took care of their families. I mean, like, what else do you need to hear to understand this is a place you want to work? I think that's about it, man. Do I get any stock options with them? <laughs> I don't know about stock options. I do know their benefits are better than most. And they do have a motto that says they hire for life. I think you need to call them today if you're very interested. There's a wonderful girl to speak to. Her name is Gabby. And you can reach her at 662-755-3207. Or you can go to HatcherLandscape.com to check it out. An alderman meeting is never meant to be exciting, but this one actually had a lot of energy. One of the biggest reasons for that is because it started off celebrating the Olive Branch women's basketball team who just won their third championship in a row. Now, Zach, I believe you're going to have a special conversation with the head coach next week. You are correct, Cash. Believe it or not, I have spoken to Coach Jason Thompson, and we are going to be interviewing him as well as, we hope, a few of the top players to join us next week for the podcast. Pretty excited about it because, uh, you know, as we discussed it, they were pretty much the most dominant team in the state, and they didn't get a lot of accolades about it. And so I'm very, very much looking forward to asking a few of the questions and see if there's a little animosity there. But... 
I really want to just celebrate them, their season, the program, and it, it means a lot. Especially with where they could be going next year, which is four in a row, if we, they have anything to say about it. Absolutely. Now, on to some of the things that actually happened in the Alderman meeting. One of the biggest things on the docket was regarding Bell Point neighborhood, which I didn't actually realize is sitting literally on the border of South Haven and Olive Branch. And they had some lots that were going to be in both South Haven and Olive Branch. They lowered the requirement of square feet for 22 lots from 3,000 down to 2,750. Now what that is going to allow them to do is make all 22 of those lots be put onto the Olive Branch side of the border. They made sure it didn't affect the integrity of the neighborhood and you won't even really be able to tell. The second thing that they went on to talk about was a convenience store slash gas station that is going to be placed on the intersection of Highway 302 and Old Goodman Road East. It was unanimously approved under the condition that the city engineers determine the necessity and extent of a deceleration lane. They must also put in a sidewalk on the Goodman Road East side, and we will keep you posted on its development. The next hot topic was revolving around Mr. Mark Utley, who owns a plot of land in a business building right next to OB Park. What he wants to do is turn Coroma Road into a 50-foot wide public right-of-way into OB Park. The Alderman had a lot of discussions and debate going back and forth trying to decide if this is something that was needed and benefited the citizens of Olive Branch. Ultimately, they decided that having another through road into OB Park was not going to benefit us in any shape, way, or form. Even Mayor Scott Phillips and Police Chief Gamage decided that it would be too dangerous and they denied this unanimously. The last thing that was talked about was an agreement put into place with Neil Schaefer Inc. to rehab and replace all of the old clay pipes and sewer system in Old Town Olive Branch. And the city is looking to foot a little bit under 25% of the aforementioned bill. And all of these numbers will be put in the show notes. The last thing they did was go into executive session to discuss personal matters in the planning department along with concessions department, which is going to include new hires and employee promotions and salary increases. The next thing we want to let you know about is the Bihalia Pipeline. It is fantastic to see the community come together as one. Memphis native and superstar Justin Timberlake, along with City Council Mayor Lee Harris and Memphis Mayor Jim Strickland, have all come out against the pipeline in the past few days. MCAP, also known as Memphis Community Against Pipeline, is doing some fantastic work and causing some real change. As Plains All-American has requested for a two-week mutual pause, Dr. Jeff Warren of the Memphis City Council said, The reason we did a two-week pause is we got word from the Memphis Chamber of Commerce that there were some local businesses that had questions and wanted to have some input. Plains All-American is disputing MCAP's claim that their pipeline will affect the drinking water. The most important thing is on May 4th to get the city council to protect the city's drinking water. We will see how this turns out and continue to keep you updated. So DeSoto County Household Hazardous Waste Day is scheduled for Saturday, May 15th from 8 a.m. to 12 p.m. at the Lander Center. You ask yourself, what is hazardous waste? Well, hazardous waste is any unused or leftover portions of products containing toxic chemicals. Any product which is labeled caution, poisonous, toxic, flammable, or corrosive should not be disposed with your regular household waste. Paint cans are a special point of distinction and are considered hazardous waste when they actually contain paint. If the cans are empty and are completely dry, you can throw them away in your normal trash. If you want to dry out the paint, then mix up some kitty litter, sawdust, or some sand you have laying around to allow it to completely dry out before you throw it into your normal trash. If you're looking to throw e-waste, rubbish, tires, 
anything of that nature. The drop-off location is the DeSoto County Rubbish Pit, which is at 5255 West Sandridge Road in Olive Branch. They are open Monday through Friday, 7.30 a.m. to 4.30 p.m., as well as Saturday, 8 a.m. to 2 p.m. If you want to drop off oil, the oil disposal location is at Eastern Maintenance Shop, which is at 10947 Highway 178, Olive Branch, and that is Monday through Friday from 7 a.m. to 3.30 p.m. When you get done cleaning out all of your old hazardous waste and junk, please check out one of our awesome sponsors, DeSoto Cleaning. Brian and his crew specialize in tile and grout, hardwood, and steam cleaning carpet. They do a fantastic job. They're a local business that supports our community. Brian and his crew have 17 years of experience, and they do everything from disaster restoration all the way up to clean up and to rebuild. Bonus, if you mention OB Pod, you get 15% off the bill. Also, if you're an educator, first responder, or in the military, you get 20% off. Please check them out on Facebook at DeSoto Cleaning and watch some of their really amazing videos to show you before and after of how well they do their service. If you have a property that still needs some extra cleaning and you just don't want to fool with it or it needs repair or maintenance and you want to kind of sell it without having to fool with it, maybe you got it in a divorce, a loss of a relative, whatever the reason may be, you might want to call or check out Rodman Properties. Their website is ibuydesoto.com. They specialize in working with people on selling properties quick. They just don't want to fool with anymore. And here's the great thing. And when they usually buy these houses and stuff, they don't truly just try to flip them and give them to an investor. They actually try to redo the home and build the community in a positive way. What better way is to work with somebody who's a local business ran by two great people, Spence and Abby Robin, than someone who actually helps your community in the process. Give them a call today or check them out at their website. And that is ibuydesoto.com. That wraps up all of our announcements, and we have a fantastic show ahead for all of you. We're going to have Jay Nichols of Olive Branch, the public relations specialist, along with Sherry Anderson and some PTO parents from the award-winning Lewisburg Elementary School. And then we have a special interview coming up in sports. We have a new segment called Fact of the Week, and it is brought to you by Rob Long of the DeSoto County Museum, which, if you didn't know, is located in Hernando and is on Commerce Street right across from the Area 51 ice cream shop. This week's called The Demise of Olive Branch's First Mayor. If you travel down Old Goodman Road east of Highway 305, you will see a quaint little white house on the south side of the road across the street from the Sonic Drive-In. This is the Olive Branch landmark called the Wesson House. This was the home of the first mayor of Olive Branch, Benjamin Franklin Wesson. Mayor Wesson was a very successful man, but had a rather strange and peculiar demise. Story goes that Mr. Wesson had a good many chickens at their residence on Old Goodman Road, and from time to time they would travel outside their property lines into other yards and gardens. This led to an issue with some neighbors, especially the Moody family, as the chickens had been in their yard quite often for a long period of time with no resolve. Mr. Moody, being fed up, approached Mr. Wesson about this, and it led to a fiery confrontation. During the exchange, Mr. Moody pulled out a gun and shot the then-former Mayor Mr. Wesson, resulting in his death. This is truly a sad way for the first Mayor of Olive Branch to have met his end. We want to say thank you to Rob Long and author Alan Dupree for this great fact for this week. Do you think you're paying too much for insurance or you're tired of not actually getting an agent when you call? I think it might be time to switch to the home team at Farm Bureau Insurance. Josh McIntyre is our local agent and supports our schools, our local businesses, community, and even takes care of all our insurance needs. That's home, life, and auto. Give him a call today, 662-893-5250, or visit him at his office 
at 6901 Cockrum Road, which is Highway 305. I've got Jay Nichols here with me, the Public Relations Officer of Olive Branch, is that correct? That is correct. How did you uh, fall into this job? I know you've been working hard. We were talking a little bit about it yesterday. Yeah, I worked at the Olive Branch Police Department before coming on over here to the city side and working in the mayor's office. I've enjoyed all of it. I enjoyed working with Chief Gamage, and now I'm enjoying working with Mayor Phillips. And there's a pretty big election. I'm sure you're excited about that. I see you at a lot of these aldermen meetings doing everything you can to make sure that the city is moving in a positive, progressive direction. That is correct, yes. I attend all the aldermen meetings, and uh, we had a great night last night recognizing the uh, 2021 girls state championship basketball team which are our olive branch conquistador ladies so we're very proud of them and happy to recognize them last night yes sir three in a row we got a nice little photo of them that we're going to be putting up on the podcast that i'm excited about the main thing we want to talk about is something that has been going on and that is this food bank drive and distribution is there some a little bit more information you can give us about that yeah i'd love to do that i uh uh, outside of my regular duties here at the city, I have volunteered at the Soda County Dream Center's food distribution efforts at the Olive Branch High Schools. I started showing up for that, and we've been doing it a little over a year now. And uh, as, as a whole, now we started over in Horn Lake, which at Horn Lake Middle School, they're still doing a, a, a food distribution over there as well. It's 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 done through the Mississippi Crisis Foundation and Farmers to Families. And, uh, you know, it's just it's a great opportunity for us to reach out to um, to those that might be in need in our community. Every Saturday morning from 8 until 10 o'clock in the morning, we have been uh, handing out food boxes. And uh, those food boxes are also provided by M. Palazola Produce. They're the ones that box the foods and provide the produce for us as well. But Mississippi Crisis Foundation is very instrumental in getting those food boxes to us to distribute. And we will distribute about 1,400 boxes per location every Saturday morning from 8 until 10. It's, it's just a great opportunity for us to kind of be the hands and feet of Jesus to reach out to the community that might be in need. Absolutely. And 1,400 boxes, my goodness. It sounds like you're going to need a lot of volunteers to be able to pass out that many. Yes, absolutely. We we do have a really good volunteer turnout. As a matter of fact, over in Olive Branch, uh, we end up having uh, volunteers even from our police department that show up, which is really neat to, to see them also being involved in, in you know, community outreach within our, our community here. They, they come out every Saturday, and whether it be one or three or four or five, it, it just it varies depending on who's available. And it, it takes an army. It, it really does. We have a, a prayer and host side of this operation, which we have people that start showing up, believe it or not, 3 o'clock in the morning to get in line to start receiving these food boxes. When you, when you hear that kind of thing where you have people showing up five hours before the lines are even scheduled to move, you, you know there's a need. So it's great that Mississippi Crisis Foundation gives us that opportunity. Like I said, we have a, you know, we, we first line the cars up. We actually have a volunteer that shows up at 3 o'clock in the morning, Mr. John, who can't give him enough credit for all this. He sh- he's the first one to show up of all the volunteers to help people get you know, lined up in their cars. By the time I get there at about 5.45 in the morning, we may have two or three rows of cars. So we may have 24, 36 cars already ready at 545. And then, of course, they start streaming in at, you know, by 8 o'clock. So we encourage people that want to come out and get food to arrive early. Like we say, we, we go from 8 until 10. Um, however, we also say or until food runs out. So if for some reason we run out before 10 o'clock, you know, unfortunately, we have to turn people away. But 
We've seen a great number of people that actually show up now who will request several extra boxes of food because what they're doing is they're going out into the community and delivering those boxes to people that are homebound or elderly or whatever the case may be. So we need the volunteers on top of that. So please, please, please come out uh, and help us. We, we need 50, 60 volunteers each week at each location. Those volunteers, we request that they show up at 6.45 in the morning or at least by 7. It allows us time to get everybody gathered up to uh, explain what we'll be doing. We need you. And I, don't, I don't know how else to put it, but we'll, we desperately need the volunteers. And what you find out is it's, it's so much more of a blessing to serve than to be served. And I am not a morning person by any means. So <laughs> this is definitely a, out of my comfort zone. And it's always nice to get out of your comfort zone, but something like this just goes to show what kind of community and a village that Olive Branch is and Horn Lake. And it's great to see DeSoto County come together and have these kinds of programs. Now, is there an age limit on volunteering or can high schoolers come out and do this as well? Oh, we've had several high schoolers come out. As a matter of fact, several of them are needing way to receive extra credit or something like that. And uh, we've had several of them show up and they'll bring their sheets out to be signed off on to show that they've had volunteer work out in the community. This is a fantastic opportunity to build a resume. I'm not saying do this to build a resume, but you can certainly put it on and it's going to look fantastic for colleges. Being able to reach out, meet new people, build connections, and be a part of the community that has given so much to all of us. Absolutely. I agree with that 100%. It, it really is. And, and what we found is a lot of these kids, they'll come back week after week, not, not necessarily to get a, a paper signed off on to say, hey, I did these volunteer hours, but they've just, they'll come up to us and they'll say, I just had a good time. Yeah. You know, it felt good to serve other people. So It's like you said, you get addicted to it in a weird way because you're, you see the smiles and the joy and the relief that you're putting on these people's faces by being able to help them and learn a little bit more about their struggle that sometimes people just fall in hard times and they need help. And it's good to be able to give them that hand to reach out to. Absolutely. Well, Jay, I want to thank you so much for coming on and letting us know about this fantastic program that you have going on with the distribution. And is there a place that people can donate extra food outside of being able to just distribute it? Yes, actually, the uh, the DeSoto County Dream Center, the location is in Horn Lake. Um, the location of the Dream Center is 6935 Windchase Drive in Horn Lake, Mississippi. Well, thank you so much, Jay. I'm glad we were able to get the word out on this, and hopefully we'll be able to start seeing more people come out and help during this feud distribution and doing so much more. Sounds great. Thank you for the opportunity. I really appreciate it, Cash. All right. Have a good one. We'll talk to you soon. Is planning your summer getaway becoming too much of a hassle? Then reach out to Sue Ellen and Ann Christopher of Magical Destinations. Whether it's a trip to Disney World, Universal Studios, or a tropical getaway, these ladies can help you plan the trip of your dreams. They work to get the best rates with headache-free planning. Magical Destination is locally owned in Hernando, so give them a call today at 662-469-6304, or you can find them on Facebook or Instagram at Magical Destinations Unlimited. Ladies and gentlemen, I am privileged and honored to have an amazing guest join us tonight, the principal at Lewisburg Elementary, Miss Sherry Anderson. Miss Sherry, how are you doing tonight? 
I'm doing fantastic. How are you? I'm doing swell. I really, really appreciate you joining us on the podcast. It means a lot. I've known you for a good while, and I still consider you somewhat of a traitor for leaving the Center Hill area, but... <laughs> The main reason is is because I know how awesome you are, and now it is doing nothing but showing it over and over again at your school. Uh, how does it feel to know that you were voted, again, the top elementary school in DeSoto County? It feels incredible. I mean, there's really no way to describe it. It feels, I'm very humbled and honored and validating. Like, it was very validating to see that the teachers were recognized, as well as our parents and our PTO members for all of their hard work that they put in and not just the teachers but the entire Lewisburg elementary staff. It's fantastic to see teachers getting recognition. Another part of this is is that this is a voted on award from your community and this is a large community when you think about it in the grand scheme of things because it's DeSoto County as a whole and there are a lot of elementary schools and to say that you're the top one, that is a big accolade. So that is a huge accomplishment for all of you. Considering this year has been a difficult one for a lot of schools considering COVID, how have your teachers and your PTO and community in general really stepped up or changed things to make this this year such a success? Well, it's been difficult, that is for sure, and challenging. However, the teachers have just, they put on their game face, they came to work, they knew it was going to be challenging, they knew they were going to have obstacles in front of them, and we just came up with a plan together on how we were going to navigate through those. The PTO has been great, and they've been very supportive of our teachers, and trying to make sure that the kids still had fun this year and still had the activities and um, award ceremonies, things that we've always done in the past, they're still trying to make sure that they're having that so we can keep as normal as possible as a school year, even though it has been very abnormal. And the teachers are just going out of their way to make sure that our virtual kids are getting um, the same education as our in-person kids are getting. They don't want anybody to miss out whether they're quarantined, whether they're at home because they're a VIP student or whether they're in the classroom, we're trying to make it feel like as normal as possible given the circumstances in a very abnormal year. It's really refreshing to hear that everybody is stepping up in a difficult time because I know as a fellow administrator that it is a challenge for everyone and a challenge in a unique way with a lot of kids sometimes. And so when everybody joins together, the whole phrase of it takes a village uh, really comes true. Absolutely. If somebody wanted to join the PTO or get more involved in the school, what would you recommend for them? Um, I say that Megan is our PTO president, and she is incredible. And um, it's a real easy way to get in touch with. They can reach out to the Lewisburg PTO through email. We also have a Facebook, which is probably the easiest right now. And she can get you involved in the PTO. And it is a great thing to be a part of because they truly have impacted our kids this year and really helped our teachers and our kids just still be able to receive and participate this school year, which may not have been possible without them. Absolutely. I will definitely encourage that. Any information you give, I will gladly put in our show notes so the parents can reference that as well. Uh, we want to close out by saying a congratulations for an amazing school year so far. I hope you close it out really strong. Congratulations on an amazing accomplishment of being voted the top elementary school. Thank you so much. We all truly appreciate it. Thank you again. Guys, we've got another special guest. We have Miss Megan Dickerson. She is the PTO president at Lewisburg Elementary. Megan, how are you doing today? 
I am doing so well. How about yourself? Man, I'm doing great. It is always a pleasure to get to talk to people in the community, especially the parents that, you know, involve themselves in the school at the level that you do. And I want to say thank you because uh, it means a lot to Cash and I when we get to talk to uh, people who help the kids and help the community because that's what we're trying to do here at the podcast. And so uh, we really applaud you. Uh, but the reason I asked you on tonight and you were so gracious to join was is I had a burning question. And the question is, is that how does it make you feel to know that the DeSoto Times Tribune has voted y'all the top elementary again. Well, I got to tell you, it is such an honor. I mean, it's an honor for me just to be the PTO president first foremost. And then just to know that the, the parents think that we have the most amazing school with the most amazing kids. Um, it's just a great feeling to know that everybody thinks that. When you get voted on by your community, that says a lot. And this this community has a lot of options to choose between. I mean, there's a lot of great elementary schools, but for y'all to be consistently picked, that's a testament to what y'all bring to the table and what you do with the school. What is your relationship like with the school? Absolutely. Well, I've got to tell you, this year is so difficult with COVID because they are really limiting the parent involvement. For me, because I'm on the board, I get to go in, take care of what I need to take care of, help the kids. I, I purchase what I need to purchase. I get a, a little bit more involved than just your average volunteer because that's my job. That's my duty. Um, and I love it. I, I got to tell you, all the teachers and the staff, they're so gracious. Um, they love to see us on campus because that usually means we're bringing something cool for the kids, bringing something cool for them. Yeah. <laughs> and it's just a really fun, it's a fun job. I always call this my um, my volunteer job. <laughs> so I, uh, I spend many hours a week, a day doing things for Lewisburg Elementary. Is there any special things y'all had going on this year uh, that was unique uh, that y'all were able to bring to the table? I know you said you had struggle with COVID and everything, but was there any special, anything, one special story or anything that y'all were able to do this year? Fundraising this year has been super, super difficult, and the parents have just really um, stepped up um, in the in the absence of being able to be there. So I don't know if there's any necessarily anything that's really super special um, as far as that goes, but you know it now, show it campaign. Um, it was a testing campaign that we did for the students so that they can remember while they're doing all those state testing, they know what they're doing. They just need to show it on the computer and get that test done and take care of it. Just a little reminder that they're awesome. We just wanted to give them a little encouragement. Uh, I, again, we applaud you for everything you're doing, and we really, really appreciate you. And we really appreciate your time tonight. It means a lot to you know share that with us, and uh, we hope that you might join us again soon because we always love talking about schools and everything that's going on with the kids. Would you be okay with that? Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Well, awesome, awesome. Again, Megan, thank you so much for your time tonight. Yeah, thank you so much, Zach. I really appreciate you. We have another fantastic member of this amazing PTO, one of the upper echelons of Mrs. Rebecca Barnes. Ms. Barnes, how are you doing today? Good. I'm doing really great. Rebecca, thank you so much for joining us on the podcast. It is so wonderful to hear parents talk about their kids and their schools because it just makes it relatable. Nobody wants to hear from, you know, administrators or PR people or, you know, things of that nature. And so to hear it from a parent's perspective, especially one as involved as you are and the rest of these parents in the PTO, it means a lot. And so I wanted to ask you, like I asked the others, um, what was your reaction to finding out that, you know, that Lewisburg Elementary was voted top elementary school again? You know, I was so excited, especially for the teachers and the kids. Um, they work really hard every day, and especially with, you know, what's been going on with COVID, it's just a whole different world, and 
I just think that the staff and the teachers just held their head high and just persevered. And I mean, you can really tell just with the school spirit. Is the PTO allowed to be infused in the school a lot? Well, the principal and the assistant principal welcome parents and PTO. And I mean, on a usual year without COVID, there's always parental involvement. Due to COVID times, it's mostly just the PTO board. One of the reasons that we love Lewisburg schools and LES is because it's just a ton of people making it a great school, not just teachers and staff, but they welcome parents, whether you're a mom or a dad or a grandparent, there's something for everybody. And it's just like one big family. That's what you want to hear. You, you want an atmosphere where everybody's welcome and that everybody can contribute in their own way because everybody can contribute in their own unique way a lot of different right. ways, you know. And so I, I think that's fantastic. What is it like working with Miss Sherry Anderson and the admin? Yeah, everyone's wonderful. And, you know, anytime we have any questions or we have new ideas, everything's always welcome. You know, this year, I think, has been more of a blessing. She just welcomes ideas. This year has just been an out-of-the-box year, you know, for coming up with ideas, whether it's in fundraising or you know, doing something for the kids without having large crowds. We couldn't have done it without the administration and the staff. That's great. Is that, you know, the administration, the the school itself, the teachers are open to parents being creative because everything benefits the kids. That, that, that's what you want to hear. That's fantastic. And, um, I, I want to say thank you from OB Pod, from Cash and I, as well as the listeners listening, that we always applaud parents to take the extra step to really get involved in schools. Not everybody can do that. And so it's right. wonderful when some parents can and, and it helps for the ones that can't because everybody has unique situations and because all kids benefit and that's what matters. Thank you so much for your time, Rebecca, and uh, we, we hope you listen for the future. I will. Thanks. Thank you. Are you tired of an unimpressive lawn or need some help from a local professional to get your yard the way you want it? Look no further than Master Lawn for your weed control and fertilizing needs. Master Lawn has been serving the Olive Branch community and surrounding areas for over 25 years and is ready to add you to their long list of satisfied customers. Contact them today for a free quote through their website, www.masterlawninc.com or call 901-250-0873. All right, guys, we're now going to be in sports, and I've got to tell you, the first thing out of the gate is just so awesome. I was able to go to Lewisburg High School and watch Center Hill play. Uh, the game didn't turn out exactly how I wanted, but I did get to sit down with Coach Rusty Cagle as well as a few players for an amazing interview, and I want to go to that interview now. Guys and gals, I'm sitting here with the infamous Coach Rusty Cagle of Lewisburg High School. Coach, how are we doing today? Doing well. How are you? Man, I'm doing good. I appreciate you giving us a few minutes of your time. I know we're actually sitting here on location at Lewisburg High School's uh, baseball field. I'm about to play a ball game versus my school, Center Hill. So any chance you're going to help us out with a W tonight? Not if I can help it. <laughs> uh, well, I appreciate it, Coach. Anyway... Uh, Coach, I heard some exciting news the other day that I thought was pretty remarkable. And if correct me if I'm wrong, you have broken 300 career wins. Is that correct? That is correct. Yep, got that uh, Saturday afternoon at Olive Branch. 
at Olive Branch. I'll be dang. Tell me how that feels like, man. I mean, because I don't know too many people who can say they've won 300 ball games in their career. Feels like I'm old. <laughs> it feels like um, we've had a good run of good players, good fortune, um, great support, and when you have all those things, you know, it equals to a lot of wins. We can both agree that this uh, Lewisburg has been a. A baseball powerhouse almost since the beginning. Uh, you and I used to coach together back in the day when, you, when we talked about before air 18 years ago, believe it or not, at DeSoto Central. And to see that you are the only acting head coach that Lewisburg's ever had now have a district record as well as well over 100 games and only 13 losses. Is that correct? Yeah, that's uh, somebody posted that this weekend uh, 106 and 13 over, over uh, 13 seasons. We didn't get to play our first year, we were just JV. And then last year, you know, we had the COVID. So we've had 13 high school seasons. To put that in perspective, our baseball team, which is a growing baseball team under an interim coach this year, we've already have massed six losses in district. And so we have tied half of your overall career district losses. So I consider that quite an accomplishment for Lewisburg High School Baseball. So, Coach, tell us a little bit about yourself. I ask every guest that joins us to give us a little background, you know, How'd you get into baseball? Were you a player, coaching? Anything you can let us know so the average person who doesn't know you can learn. Born in South Haven, played at South Haven High School, played for Ed Rich, still talk to him frequently. Went to a couple years in junior college, uh, Shelby State, and then finished up playing my last two years at Christian Brothers University. And uh, I was actually at, at practice one day, my senior year at CBU, and, Charles, and he called me and said, hey, I got a job for you. You're going to coach girls' basketball and boys' basketball and football and middle school football, and I'm not going to pay you for any of it. I said, <laughs> That sounds like Charlie Tipton. I said, uh, Done. I'll be there, Mr. Tipton. So I started there and went there for three years, and then uh, Mr. Brady got the principal's job over here, and uh, my mom probably bullied him into letting me get the head job here, whatever she did. been here ever since. And, man, what, a, what an adventure it's been so yeah, far, isn't it? Yeah, it's been great. I live pretty close to the area, and I know the parents over here are uh, neck deep into the baseball program when it comes to support and commitment and just overall enthusiasm for baseball. What has that been like to have that kind of atmosphere and community around you? Yeah, I mean, like we talked about earlier, I had no idea this is what I was walking into. Um, to me, one of the top 10 places in the state to coach baseball. I had just from the first booster club meeting I ever had at 26 years old, I asked for a couple things here and there, immediately had parents doing it. And, and then, you know, my indoor, I had a, I had a dad, you know, write me a check out of his personal account for $25,000. Said, here, get this, you need it, you need the money for the concrete, do it. And, you know, and, and just the, that, that commitment has never stopped in 15 years. Yeah. That is really impressive. It just goes to show that when parents believe in somebody and believe in the mission and value that you have for their kids, they're willing to do what it takes to try to support you and help the program move along because the kid benefits in the long run. Um, I think it's absolutely fantastic, Coach, and I, uh, I really wish you a lot of luck this season. Uh, who do you think is going to be your toughest opponent? I mean, I know you're a pretty stacked team. Well, we're going to get Starkville, Hernando, winner in round two, which will be a tough playoff series. If we're fortunate enough to get through that, we'll get uh, most likely get Madison Central, who is undefeated, number one in the state, and in some polls, number one in the country. So our road is, is very difficult. I understand that. Now, I will tell you, Coach, after a little bit of research and you and I talking before the podcast, you let me know that you have a pretty talented team with several kids that seem to be committed to Division One programs. Uh, can you introduce a few of those kids? And I think we're going to try to get a few of them on the show. 
Yeah, I got um, uh, Braden Sanders, right-handed pitcher, outfielder, going to Ole Miss. He's a fiery, tough, competitive kid. Uh, a lot of juice in his bat. Just a just a very emotional, competitive kid. Um, Gray Bain, catcher, committed to Mississippi State. Gray is a solid, solid defender with a really good arm and just an exceptional hitter. And then Brady Tiger, who is is as an electric of an arm, who's going to Arkansas that I've ever coached. And uh, he's he's got some pretty fantastic uh, numbers as far as velocity and that type thing. And uh, he's he's just an exceptional pitcher. Well, Coach, I can honestly say I appreciate you not throwing them tonight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not throwing them tonight. <laughs> you know, uh, but I enjoy a healthy rivalry, and I can tell you our schools are only going to thrive as we continue to play each other. Uh, all three schools now in the Olive Branch area that we uh, that we service and talk about will all be 6A next year. Same division. And it will be uh, all in the same district, uh, which is a pretty stellar district, if you ask me. Not to say that we're bringing the stellarness, but I'm just saying that yeah. uh, between, you know, our two programs, Olive Branch, DeSoto Central, all that stuff, that's, it's going to be it's going to be some fun baseball yeah. from this point out. And so we're, we're really looking forward to it. Coach, again, I can't thank you enough for everything, uh, your time and your effort. And I uh, wish you luck for the rest of the season, and we hope you bring back the ring. I appreciate it, man. Thanks a lot. All right. Sitting here with three baseball players on location at Lewisburg High School. Guys, why don't you all introduce yourselves? Uh, I'm Brayden Sanders. I'm a senior here at Lewisburg. Uh, I pitch and play outfield, and I am committed to the University of Mississippi. I'm Brady Tigert. I'm a senior here also. I pitch, and I play the corners, and I'm committed to Arkansas. I'm Gray Bain. I'm uh, also a senior here. Uh, I catch, and I'm committed to Mississippi State. Wow, those are uh, that's pretty good accolades there, boys. That's three SEC programs now. Uh, does that bother you that uh, each of y'all going to a different one? Are y'all looking forward to the competition amongst each other, or what? What happened? We couldn't get a common consensus of you know, anything. <laughs> I think it's gonna be fun playing against each other, oh, seeing yeah. each other again at the next level. Yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to it because we always kind of rag on each other in scrimmage games when I get to because I'm a hitter and they're you know mainly pitchers but you know when I get to hit off of them it's it's fun competition I understand who's easier to hit off of <laughs> to be honest uh I've hit more off of him I hadn't really hit off of him in a now you're gonna have to explain who him is oh Braden I've hit more <laughs> off of Braden <laughs> there ain't no uh, video I camera agree. here <laughs> I hear you uh, I hear you. Well, that's good. That's good. I got to tell you, that's huge accomplishment, guys, to be able to have those kind of offers and commits and to have a bright future. I'm pretty happy for all of you. I can also say I'm pretty happy that you're not pitching against us tonight, you know, as a center (laughs) hill guy. So anyway, it goes. So tell us what this season's been like. I mean, you're all three seniors. Right now, you're number one in your district, um, you know, and you're ranked high in the state. What is it looking like? What's this season been for you guys? This is our first year really getting to play in 6A baseball and I think a lot of people did not think we were going to come through and actually be able to pull off another district title. But at the beginning of the year, it was looking rocky, but we started cleaning it up, and that helped us end up winning district again for the 13th year in a row. Yeah, it's it's really helped us kind of start off being an underdog um, at the beginning of the season. You know, everybody's talking about Jackson Prep, Mass Central, Tupelo, you know, DeSoto Central because they've been good in the past. And it, it felt good to take district, especially this year, just because of uh, – you know, all the hypes running those type of teams. And, of course, we haven't played Madison Central yet, but we'll we'll probably see them here pretty soon. Yeah, really, we just uh, – we knew we were underdogs coming into the season, and we used that as, you know, as fire. And uh, we used that to motivate us, and it got us all the way to district thir- number 13. So 
to hear y'all say underdogs when y'all have never lost a district, basically, it's, it's, it's kind of comical for the person of another school. But I can tell you that uh, when it comes to Lewisburg baseball, in my experience, is, is you compare yourself to other teams of Lewisburg. And so when you look at some of the teams you've had in the past, you always want to say, are we better? Are we going to be as good? Things of that nature. And so I can tell by y'all shaking your head that that is a common belief here. As, as long as I've known Rusty Cagle, he believes in perfection and doing the right things and so on. And he's not afraid to tell you. So I, the listeners dying to know, what is it like to be a player under Coach Rusty Cagle? And you must be honest. There's plenty of ears listening. <laughs> well, I mean, obviously, you know, we, we all stepped in as freshmen to a winning program. So, I mean, obviously he's he's doing something right. I mean, it's just... Winning is, is in the culture here, you know. I mean, it's, it just says 13 years in a row. So, I mean, you can't really argue with what he does. I mean, we may not all necessarily agree or, like, you know, be happy with him all the time because, you know, he's our coach and that's his job. But, I mean, what he does works. I mean, there's no arguing with that. He definitely has our best interests. Yeah. Yeah, he uh, he's always had our backs. We may – he does some things that we don't agree with, but that's just – you know, normal player coach uh, disagreements, but uh, yeah, he's like, you know, we know he always had our backs and everything we've done the past four or five years we've played here, so. There's there's a method to his madness. I hear you. I do feel like basically by the way y'all are talking right now, it's so polished that I feel like maybe he's threatened you before you got onto the interview. <laughs> I'm getting nods of yes. Okay, it's good to know that we're all on the same page now and like that. Like I said, I, I know how fiery he is, and I'm sure that he has uh, chawed a few people, and that's just part of it. But mm-hmm. uh, as y'all said best, anybody who plays baseball for him and walks out of here, they've always had the same kind of feeling of they became better players and their opportunities improved going through his program. Would y'all agree with that? Oh, without a doubt. That's a, so to me, that's what it's all about. You know, I think there's a lot of team camaraderie here at Lewisburg. And I think there's a reason that there's so many kids that come to this area and play ball. So uh, I think it's pretty awesome. Guys, we want to wish you all from OB Pod an awesome future. We look forward to seeing you all play the rest of the season. We encourage you all to go win state. I don't care who Madison Central is. Ranks are nothing but numbers. they got to go out there and play ball. Mm-hmm. And so y'all, y'all do what y'all do and play ball, and that should take care of itself. Would you all agree? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Guys, again, we wish you all luck this season and, uh, and your futures to come. Thank Thanks you so much. Appreciate it. Man, that was awesome to hear those kids talk about their futures, talk about the season, and just to celebrate Cagle and having one of the top baseball coaches in Mississippi in our area right now. Yeah, it, it, it was a pretty special deal, and uh, I thank you to those guys and everywhere else. And wish them the best of luck, especially going on into the playoffs like they should be in the near future. But they have a big game on Monday against Bartlett, which I believe is going to be their senior night. It is their senior night. They're asking the community to come out for a big uh, big showdown versus Bartlett and support the team. They're going to do a lot of festivities for those seniors, and I think it'll be a great night for everybody. Speaking of Lewisburg, let's just go ahead and get into our scores and let you know about their baseball team. On Tuesday, they played Hernando and won 10-0. And then on Thursday, they had a thrilling game against y'all, and they won 6-5. to Any inside info on that? Yeah, like I said, I was there. It was a tough night because we were winning the ball game all the way into the bottom of the seventh, leading by two. Our pitcher, Landon, was doing a fantastic job, and when he just got to the seventh inning, it was just time for him to step off the mound. We already had two people on base, and so they brought in the senior, and he uh, he came out strong. He was putting pitches in the right spots and then suddenly had an error pitch and hit the guy in the head. And so the bases were loaded and things were looking grim with no outs. And, of course, one more error and the ball trickled away. And before you know it, they had tied it up. 
hit a pop fly guy ran in and they were celebrating the W and we had to go, we had to go back to the Hill with a loss that was right there in our hands. It, it, it was tough, but I think our guys are still, still learning. Like I said, they're young, they're building and it showed that we could beat one of the top teams in the state. We just got to, we got to learn how to finish. Yeah. And if you allow Lewisburg to have runners in scoring position, they're going to attack it like a hobo on a ham sandwich, which is aggressive. Absolutely. Now, Lewisburg's softball team, for the most part, was as impressive as their baseball team. They lost their first game of the week on Tuesday, 3-6, to but then they got into playoffs on Friday, and they beat Clinton 7-1, and then they finished the sweep on Saturday, winning 14-3. to Now, they are going to be hosting South Panola tomorrow night at 5-30 for the first game, and then they will be heading down to South Panola in Batesville for the second and possible third game if it is needed. Now we'll move on to Center Hill Baseball. Tuesday, they beat DeSoto Central 7-6. to Now, like you said, they can beat some of the top teams, and they are competing with them. Here's a little sprinkle for you. That was DeSoto Central's senior night. Oh, you got to love that. Which was rather satisfying yes it is always <laughs> nice to win that game when you are the away team of a senior night it puts a little bit of extra oomph behind it it's just like the homecoming team you know what i mean yeah. the guy who comes in there and they pick you because they need an easy w and so they pick you for senior night and you're kind of like really us yeah. and so they took that as motivation the kids came out electric now the weather that night was rather interesting that's when we had like the wind hail storm all that kind of stuff but for somehow it just kind of circled around the stadium that we played at over in South Haven, and we were able to finish the game with minimal rain. It was just a crazy night. We got up on them quick, we maintained the score, and we were able to close them out at the end with a strikeout, and it was it was impressive. It was a good win for Center Hill. I know it was a tough loss for those seniors at DeSoto Central. They went back to Olive Branch pretty proud that night. And then, like you said, they competed hard against one of the top teams in Mississippi, Lewisburg, on Thursday. Unfortunately, they couldn't hold on to that lead and lost 5-6. to six. The Center Hill women had just as strong of a week as they handled Olive Branch easily on Thursday, 5-2. They then went on to run rule Canton to advance into the second round against Neshoba Central. Yeah, Cash. Unfortunately, Canton, which was the first round playoff, is not a school that that has a real high priority for softball. It's unfortunate. It's a school that has certain sports it really focuses on and other sports are played because you kind of have to offer them. I hate to say that, but it is reality. And there's a lot of schools in our state that are that way. And softball is just not a high priority at the school. They had a lot of issues with pitching and it was kind of being a run rule rather quickly in both ball games. Congrats to them on making the playoffs and hopefully you can get a little bit stronger in the future. Absolutely. Now we're going to finish it off with Olive Branch Baseball. They played Germantown on Tuesday and won 14-4. On Thursday, they had a rough game against North Point. Christian High losing 2-12. And then they finished off the season with a win 5-0. On Olive Branch Softball, on Tuesday, they played Tupelo and lost 0-9. And then on Thursday, they played Center Hill and lost 2-5. In some other sports-related news, Governor Tate Reeves signed Senate Bill 2313 which is Mississippi Intercollegiate Athletes Compensation Rights Act. That's a lot of words. And that is a mouthful right there. Which, become, in effect, will allow Mississippi College athletes to profit off of their face, image, or likeness if this goes into effect on July 1st. Now, this may be a coincidence that former Olive Branch superstar DJ Jeffries is going to be transferring from the University of Memphis and taking his talents down south. Get your cowbells a-ringing because he's going to Mississippi State. I don't know what to think about this. I'm not a huge fan of this portal transfer stuff, but 
you know, hey, more power to Mississippi State. If you're not breaking the law or you're following the system and they're doing it the right way, then, hey, if it helps the state, it is what it is. Exactly. It is a weird one to see all of the transferring going on. I I kind of like it right now because Texas is benefiting, but I honestly don't even know how much this is going to matter with the G League of the NBA offering people $500,000 out of high school to go play there and just skipping college altogether. I'm going to be honest with you. Something's going to have to give when it comes to basketball because if kids can just say, well, I'm just not happy this year, and you can throw your name in a portal and go somewhere every year, then college coaches are going to have to recruit your current players just just to get them to stay. Yeah. And to me, that completely undermines the purpose and the mindset and the overall goal of what going to college for sports is about. So I I really kind of hope that the NCAA or somebody steps in here and we get this kind of cleaned up. I hope so too, but football isn't that much different right now either because they've suspended the transfer one-year probation there as well. So, I mean, we're just going to be looking at a lot of transfers and free agency, sadly. It's just unfortunate. It really is. That's a wrap for sports, and now we have something that we are both passionate about, and that is reviews. You're absolutely correct, Cash. Um, Movie reviews is something you and I have potted on for years, and there is nothing better than getting to talk about a new movie that's come out. And this week, just last couple days, was Mortal Kombat came out. Now, this is based off a famous video game many moons ago when I was a young, young fellow. Did you play? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Were you a Sega or Super Nintendo or both? Both. There you we know, go. I was, uh, I was, I was both, decent. but I leaned towards Sega. Yeah, Sega was the original. There's no doubt. And then I leaned into the PlayStation era where they really kind of stepped it up and changed some things where you got into the fatalities. Yes. Did you have the Game Shark back in the day where you could do anything, change the blood color, and have a lot of fun with it? Uh, I didn't get that far into oh, it. Oh, but, you missed you out. Know, but, you know, I had all those codes memorized to make sure I had the best fatalities. <laughs> there was no doubt. So then, full judgment. Who was your character? Who are you out there slaying with? I was a scorpion guy. You know, come here. That was <laughs> that was my jam. There was nothing better than wrangling your guy right to you and giving him the uppercut. You no, know, you're was, not it was, wrong. It was, over, it was all she wrote. Something very satisfying about it. I myself was a Nightwolf fan. There was something about throwing that axe, having the bow, being a little bit of range. And I just thought he had some of the coolest fatalities. Yes, I mean, that's the thing, is that every every year when the new game came out, it was so creative with what they've done. Uh, I do say that now the game has turned into how bloody can we be? Absolutely. It's not so much the fight quality or who's the best. It's more about how much gore and blood can we get <laughs> at the end of a battle. Well, and now they have the introduction of brutalities, which are exactly that, just thousands of punches and kicks. And it's over, just, the it's over the top. It's over the top. Couldn't love it anymore. Over the top. But the games do have an interesting actual story mode, which I will say is better than the actual movies that we got. Yeah, I'm going to go ahead and say that my review of Mortal Kombat is it's all about what you expect to get out of it is my review. So if you go into Mortal Kombat wondering if any of the actors are going to receive an Academy Award nomination or an Oscar or anything of that nature, you are sadly mistaken and going to be very disappointed. You came to the wrong place. Now, if you came here for gore, entertainment, funny one-liners that are very risque in this day and age, then you came to the right place. Yeah, um, truly, if you could pretty much cut out all the dialogue and just go to the fight scenes. So basically like you're playing the video game, I give it a solid eight out of 10 right there with you. When you add in any dialogue of any person, I don't care what character, what actor or any of them, it starts to lose its luster rather quickly, almost to the point where it is torturous (laughs) to listen to some of the dialogue and some of the writing. 
Um, I'll tell you this. There was This is actually a remake of the movie. There was actually one made several years back that focused on different characters. Um, a lot of the same ones, you know, Raiden, Liu Kang, all that kind of stuff. Which, uh, did you watch the old movie? Oh, yeah, I watched it when it came out. I went to a theater, mm-hmm. and I actually bought the soundtrack CD when it came out. I enjoyed it so much. Fantastic now, soundtrack. The soundtrack is the only thing good that came out of that movie, <laughs> if you watch the original. Some of the costumes are absolutely hilarious to look at now. Oh, yeah. In comparison to what we do. So, what this movie does, though, is gives you some pretty, pretty cool landscapes, gives you some really good special effects on certain things. Well, not just the landscapes. They gave you the old levels for Mortal Kombat 3. Yes. Like uh, the bridge, and I was fully expecting when Jax was fighting the created general character to actually uppercut him off of the bridge and land onto those spikes like you could in the old game. Yeah, one of the original fatalities. Yeah. One of the absolute originals. But yeah, they, they kind of tweaked it a little bit. Created a couple characters, like you said. Not characters that I would say I fell in love with either. Or were even needed. You know, um... And well, I mean, the main guy, uh, I forget the character's name, which I don't even feel bad for because he wasn't in the game. Like you said, he was created, but he was done by Louis Tan, who is a phenomenal martial artist and does all of that. We followed him from Into the Badlands. And Not a phenomenal actor, though. Great martial artist. And I, I will just keep leave it there. with that. <laughs> leave it there. <laughs> but one of his best skills in Into the Badlands was just getting beat up. He was supposed to be a dominant fighter, and all he did was get the crap beat out of him. And all he did in Mortal Kombat was get the crap beat out of him to where his special power was pain. His <laughs> special power was a Black Panther knockoff suit. It absorbs punches, blows, you know, whatever you want to call it, that has special sticks that come out of your arm. To me, it wasn't very creative. No, and like it actually led to the biggest letdown of all for me. Because in the old games, when you would uppercut somebody, a little guy would come into the corner and be like, woohoo! Yeah. And then that was it. And his daughter kept saying, use your uppercut, use your uppercut. When he finally did it, I expected it, whole high hopes, and then just... Yeah, What's the, the, point? the plummet of expectations again. Oh, like, um, dropped it down two points for me exactly. just because I didn't to, get that. To me, the, the only two characters that were worthy of watching from start to finish were the Sub-Zero character as well as the Scorpion character. Yes. And they were, and there's a reason. They were the first two characters you could introduce to. The opening seven-minute scene that you could have leaked on, that you could have seen on YouTube was fantastic. It was great. And then after that, it starts to go kind of downhill, yep. downhill. Especially when you meet characters of Sonya Blade and Kano and several others that you're just kind of like, this is the route we decided to go with. It was a little odd, but I will say I loved Cabal. Like That man has never really gotten any love on the movie screen, and he was a really fun character. I thought they did him well. I think they did good. Kung Lao, they did really well. Just the spinning hat, being able to see him utilize... He would have been a perfect character if he never spoke. I was about to say, his speaking <laughs> lines were absolutely atrocious. God, and the cheesiness of forcing flawless victory, I swear, I would come back to life if somebody killed me and said, flawless victory. No, I, uh, I'm coming back. Give I'm me a sorry. redo. There, come on. I need writers that know, yes, I know you're trying to give your 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 game fan those, those catch lines and everything else. There's ways to do it without it being so cheeseball as they did with some of these. Oh, yeah. And they had a couple of really bad edits in there that I don't really want to get into because it was Mortal Kombat. I wasn't there for yeah. clean edits or anything no. like that. My two main gripes were, how did Raiden become more useless than he was in the first movie franchise? I know it like see to me he was just another character and so now they do they do this deal where he's almighty and one of the gods and I didn't understand that and then they chose an actor that it was kind of like 
Why? And, and they gave him a power that was... Why? I mean, like, it just ended up being where he was, like you said, more useless to the storyline and overall... I don't know. They're, like I said, they focused on characters that didn't have any value more than they with characters that did. And then when they decided to give you special abilities and powers, you're like, are you serious? And you, you know, it just, I don't know. There, there was a lot of things I struggled with. Like I said, if you take everything out of it except for the fights, which the fights did dominate over half the yeah. movie. So you're not going to waste your time by watching the movie. If you want something fun to watch. I recommend it. I like, recommend to watch it, you know, just for that. But do not go into it with the expectation of that you're going to get a quality drama or storyline or anything, anything dealing with acting, per se, <laughs> um, that is going to be like, you know, earth shattering and monumental or, you know, notebook quality of crying or anything else. So just remember that yeah. part. And then my last the big one was, why was Luke Kane so passive? Like he, he could have taken him out of the movie and I probably would have liked it better. Other than giving you a guided tour into a dark cave, his fire ability and everything else was pretty much useless other yeah. than one scene. And, and it was kind of like, meh. They did give him his bicycle kick, but in a cool fatality, the dragon where he used to turn into it and bite somebody, but this time it was just the fire and it burned him. I mean, like, Liu Kang was the primary character of the original movie, and this one he was third or fourth auxiliary character. (laughs) Not in a good way. Not in a good way. So, again, I know we're doing a lot of bashing, but if you really enjoy fight movies and stuff like that, you will enjoy this movie. So I do recommend you watching it. Just do not go pay theater quality price. No, I mean, it's a lot of fun. You will enjoy it. It's a fast two hours, and I do recommend it just on an entertainment factor. Absolutely. Well, I think that's going to about wrap up our show. We want to thank Under the Water Tower so much for always giving us a helping hand with a lot of we do sports-wise and just being a fantastic brother pod covering all of Hernando. Also, we want to say a special congratulations to one of our sponsors. Josh McIntyre of Mississippi Farm Bureau of Insurance received the Master Agent Award over this week. And that is a big deal when it comes to insurance agencies. And we want to say congratulations to you, Josh, and thank you for sponsoring our show. As always, we ask you to always check out our sponsors and what services they offer as they do help our community and help build it, as well as make sure you connect with us on Twitter and Facebook. We are at OBPod on both of those social media platforms, as well as you can reach us on email at theobpodcast at gmail.com. And remember, when you listen to us, make sure you hit that subscribe button. Now, next week, we have a great show coming up. We are going to have the Fire Chiefs of Olive Branch, as well as Coach Thompson from Olive Branch High School Girls Basketball. In addition, we hope to have one of the Alderman candidates join us as well. Well, until then, I'm Zach. And I'm Cash. And we'll see y'all next week.